Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, everybody, and welcome. This is Sandy Weiner, and I am the confidence, communication, and love coach for women over 40. Every Tuesday, I interview top experts and cutting-edge authors who teach you how to attract and sustain healthy relationships. And today, I am going to be speaking with author and therapist Cami Vincent about how to date with less drama and more joy. In my 10 years as a life and dating coach, what I know for sure is that if you identify and heal unhealthy patterns from your past, if you honor and value all parts of yourself, especially the parts that people told you were too much or not enough, you're going to begin to transform your love life and become the woman of value who attracts in toe-curling epic love. Every week I bring you a tip on how to be that woman of value, and this week's tip is step number two, which is don't be a people pleaser. Ah, God, I'm a recovered people pleaser, so I know all about this, and um, one way to really ruin all your relationships is to just be a people pleaser, try to please other people, because when you do that, you are turning yourself into a pretzel to accommodate others, and you're not valuing yourself enough and you're not honoring your own needs so take care of yourself first and don't just please people to make them happy and make them like you because that's not real relationships that's just stuff from your past that you got to clean up Um, so when you do make you know make nice and do nice things for people do it from your heart but don't don't be the doormat and be the people pleaser Um, If you are not yet a member of my private Facebook group, which is called Your Last First Date, please join us. Um, You have to apply to join, and there are a few questions to answer because I monitor every single person who comes in, but we have over 2,000 women in there, and this is a group for single women over 40 who want to receive positive support, not, not a place to come to bash men or complain a lot. Um, this is forward-moving, um, supportive sisterhood, and it's fabulous. So please join us. And I want to thank our sponsor, Audible. Um, Audible is a fabulous um, way to listen to books on tape instead of reading them all the time. And uh, you can get a free 30-day trial and one free audiobook by going to audibletrial.com forward slash last first date. That's audibletrial.com forward slash last first date. And now for our fabulous guest today, Cami Vincent. She's a psychotherapist in private practice in Atlanta, Georgia area, where I was born, I was just telling her, and she's a world traveler, and she appreciates the little things in life. She also writes an advice column for dating and relationships, and she is a romantic at heart who wholeheartedly believes in love. Join me now for episode number 292, Drama-Free Dating with therapist and author Cami Vincent. Welcome to the show, Cami. Hey, Sandy. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. So Cami lives in Atlanta now, in the Atlanta area, and she's from New England, and I live in New England and came from Atlanta, so we're we're kind of opposites, (laughs) and uh, we changed places. We did. We definitely changed places, yep. Yeah. Um, so I always like to ask my guests 
how they ended up focusing on a specific area of pain, and it usually comes from our own lives, um, something we've overcome. So when it comes to drama and dating, Cammie, um, how, how did that show up in your life? I, like everybody, have definitely had my share of relationships, you know, that were, some were toxic over the years and that didn't work. And, but, you know, we've learned many lessons in life. So I learned a lot from these relationships and, but I was always curious, even before far, before I became a therapist, um, I was always that friend, curious about relationships, but I was always that friend that my male friends as well as my female friends would come to for advice. And sometimes what they were saying about dating was just so, so similar. And then sometimes it was like totally polar opposite. And it was always very interesting to me to, you know, to hear their take on it, the different sexes and their take on it and, you know, Mm -hmm. what they've been going through. So. Um, that's actually what prompted me to write the book because I had had that for so many years and I'm like, I want to, you know, talk to a bunch of people and hear, you know, men, women, their viewpoints and whatnot. And, you know, and then now, of course, I deal with a lot of couples in in private practice. And so it's interesting. And single Mm. people, of course, as well. And then writing the column too, um, you know, people write in that are single as well as in relationships. And, you know, I like receiving their letters, listen to what they have to say. And, you know, some people really struggle with dating. And then there's some that enjoy it, but a lot of people struggle. <laughs> hmm Yeah, a lot of people struggle for a lot of reasons. Um, and most of it comes from our family of origin and then the lessons we learn throughout our lives and hopefully picking up on better better ways to date and relate. Um, so let's let's talk about dating drama drama and what is it? So how do you define dating drama? Drama to me, Sandy, would be best defined as insecurities pretty much. Because, you know, if somebody's really jealous or, you know, controlling or you know, trying to change somebody else you know, all of this, where does this come from? It comes from our insecurities. And like you just said, you hit the nail right on the head. Most of it is, you know, from our past. I tell people all the time, we learn to love and as well love and communicate from watching our parents or, you know, whoever raised us. And, you know, we don't always have the most wonderful role models. And so our communication styles that we grow up with, usually, you know, that this is the way we're still communicating today. And so, you know, when we try different things here in therapy, you know, I said at first it will feel a little strange to you to all of a sudden try these different things because you've been, you know, most likely communicating the way you do since you were a child. Uh-huh. And I, I so agree with you. I think that, um, you know, I was, I was saying before the show that I have my own idea of why so many men write on their profiles, I'm looking for drama-free relationship you know if you have drama don't apply basically and i I do think that um that there's this this idea that women and i'm I'm talking about from the women's point of view because this is who i coach and this is who i am um but that women hold a lot of stuff in and uh they act like the cool girl i mean this is one scenario but this is what causes a lot of drama you know, they act like the cool girl. They don't want to be needy, so they suppress and suppress, and then all of a sudden one day they implode, and the man is like, what is going on? She's crazy. 
Like, who is yeah. this person? So that's that's one thing that causes a lot of drama, and I see it in my group all the time where, you know, somebody does something, they didn't really want to do it, and they kind of tolerated it, and then they're really pissed, and why didn't he pay attention to me? And then they get all whiny. and So they're trying to be the cool girl, but they're, they're really, like, they're like really pissed off inside. So 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 much of this is communication, like you said. Um yeah, what do you, what do you think about that that whole, you know, I'm looking for drama free? Yeah, no, I totally agree with you, you know, because yeah, I think that people do go along especially initially, right? Everybody's putting their best foot forward and trying to be that real cool like you said, that was perfect, the cool girl. You know, oh, I'm easygoing, you know, you could go out with your friends, it doesn't bother me, you're just right, not saying much, and then all of a sudden one day they just explode because, you know, they've been suppressing the way that they feel, you know, definitely. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, you know, like I was so, saying before, I have some of my male friends that say that they feel like, oh, there's, you know, like I wrote in that article, that there's, so women have, you know, different levels, but they're all filled with drama. <laughs> Mhm. Mhm. That's right. You wrote an article from my from my website and my blog um about drama. That was a pretty popular article too. So thank you for that. Um and I'll put a link for that article in the show notes for the show. Uh so people can reference it. Um so let's talk about dating without drama. Um so we talked about communication. Um so can you give us some some real clear ideas about how to date without drama? Yes, definitely. First and foremost, I think, Sandy, you know, people, when they get out of one relationship, they really need to look at that relationship and say, what can I learn from this relationship? Because I truly feel that people come into our life for a reason. And we learn lessons along the way. And if we can look at, okay, so even if we look at our past three relationships, like I put in the book, and try to pinpoint, okay, are there similarities? What can I learn from this? And take that going forward. You know, what? really be clear. Have an open heart, first and foremost. And what am I looking for in a partner? And don't just settle. There's a lot of settling going on. And a lot of people settle because they don't want to be alone. Um, All of their friends are are married. um, You know, they're lonely. And don't settle because I really, really think that so many people, they'll put up with a lot of drama per se. You know, just feel like, oh, I'm so lucky to even be in a relationship. And you shouldn't have to feel that way. Oh, I'm lucky he even paid attention to me. (laughs) No. (laughs) Love yourself first and, you know, work on, if you do have those insecurities, where are they coming from? Why am I so jealous? Why am I so controlling? And work on that. So you're bringing a healthy, you know, uh, you're really healthy and you're bringing that to a relationship. And be fine with you know, being alone for a while. And, you know, if some if a great guy comes your way, wonderful. And if not, it's okay, too. Just go out and love your life. Mm-hmm. I totally hear you on that. Um, so people settle for a number of reasons. I mean, for some it's that they don't want to be alone. But for others, um, or they see other people all coupled and they want what they have, I think for a lot of people, they also think that what they're looking for is not realistic. I know that that happened for me before I got married, that I I really thought that my idea of love was so impossible to find that I needed to scale it back. And I didn't understand yet what non-negotiables were, and I didn't understand what red flags really were. So I think that's also a reason why people settle, is they think that, 
that what they want is not possible. That's a really good point, definitely. And, you know, there's no perfect relationship and there's no perfect person. So even if, you know, like I was just talking about, really look at what you're wanting in a relationship, you know, you're not going to find everything on your list, right? You have to scale it back. Okay, even if you get 70% of your list, that's great because there's no perfect out there. And, uh-huh. you know, in these these movies, you know, these these romantic comedies or whatnot, and, you know, in the end, it's they're always living happily ever after, and it's just so perfect. And, you know, that's not real life. That's not real life. You have to communicate. You really need to work on it. Like every day, the little things and respect one another. And relationships, Sandy, they're a lot of work, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> they're work, but they're also amazing. And I think people often look at it as, oh, my God, it's just too much work. I don't want to get into it. And um, one of my clients is in an incredible relationship, the best she's ever had. And some stuff is showing up from his past, um, and he has some patterns he needs to work on. And so what she's dealing with now is how do I stay a partner without feeling like I have to take care of him? Um, and so, you know, in that in that case, it's how you communicate. Again, we come back to communication. Um, how how are you feeling when you're with him and how honest are you being together? Because if both people can really show up as authentic and not defensive, you know, you talk about insecurities and all of that. If we can really deal with our own needs first and then be able to express them, that's so ideal. It is. That's ideal. Yes. Finding somebody that you feel totally comfortable with, that you can be your whole complete self with. That's, you know, that's uh-huh. the best. And relationships, they are. They're so rewarding. And, you know, especially in the beginning, um, I just posted something on my Instagram recently, especially in the beginning, if you're having, number one, if you're having like a real hard time even setting up the date or on dates one, two, or three, if there's lots of problems that this person, you know, is is bringing, you know, right from the start, if if there's a lot of different problems, then that's a red flag right there, you know, because uh-huh. they, relationships are supposed to be work, yes, but they're also supposed to be wonderful. And if right initially, the first couple of dates, if already there's, you know, some problems, then it's probably a red flag. Like, okay, well, if, if you get into a relationship with this person, you know, who knows? I agree with you. I think people have to look at what shows up at the beginning because that's usually what shows up at the end. So if, if a person isn't willing to make an effort in the beginning, if if communication is difficult and there are misunderstandings before you even get started, probably a good idea to walk away. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, red flags. Yeah. Yeah, red flags waving in your face. So we yes, tend to definitely. not even we, – we push those red flags away. Oh, they're just – it's something a little flapping, something in my eye. I'll just flick it out. <laughs> um, well, but we really – that's right. Put put those glasses on, the real glasses, without the rose colored. And um, so let's talk about that. You talked before about there are differences between men and women, and you saw that when you were talking to men and women, that sometimes they were polar opposites in their approach to dating and relationships. So can you tell us a couple of those differences that you've seen? Yes, definitely. With men, men definitely want to ease into a relationship. 
they, you know, sometimes women will start to pre-label the relationship even before they're in in the man's eyes that they're even in a so-called relationship. And a lot of times men just want to run from that. You know, they want to, they don't want to feel like they're getting to a relationship with their mother. They don't want to be controlled. This is, this is all deep-seated fears that they have. Whereas women uh-huh. would rather, you know, a lot of women want to just, they, I've seen it. They just want to jump into the relationship. It's like, whoa, <laughs> slow down. Just enjoy uh-huh. yourself. You know, step back and see if you actually want to be with with him. It's, you're, you know, uh-huh. sometimes women will sit there and, and think to themselves, oh, well, oh, I'm just so happy he likes me. We'll stop and even and think about, do you want to be with him? Does he have what you're looking for? And they just, you know, some people just want to throw themselves into a relationship and men definitely, definitely want to go, you know, slow and steady wins the race. They want to go Uh a lot slower and with women pre-labeling, like I'm telling you, they will just, so many men will just run from that. All of a sudden the phone calls aren't going to be, you know, as regular. And then they're like, what's going on? Another thing women do is they overanalyze. They will overthink the relationship and men definitely don't. Those are two very, very distinct differences. Uh, you know, well, why, you know, first off, men will in the beginning, and I don't know if you've ever, ever heard anybody that you coach say this before, in the beginning, they'll be calling a lot. They are trying to, you know, this is old school, but pursue the woman. But they're calling, you know, they're texting, and they're, you know, they're doing it a lot. But then all of a sudden they'll start to pull back. They don't. They don't want to be your best friend. They don't want to be talking three times a day on the telephone for an hour. So they'll start to pull back. And then when they pull back, all of a sudden a red light bulb with the woman. They're like, Oh, what's going on? What What did I do? Did I do something wrong? They'll start thinking about it. And well, no. This is just normal. Just know he's gonna pull back. He's not gonna call. You know, eventually he's not gonna call as much as he did initially. But you know, he he very much could still you know, want to be with you or whatnot. Just don't freeze and panic, you know, and start calling him a lot and, you know, asking, what did I do? Uh-huh. That so one I That see. whole anxiety that sets in when she's feeling him pursuing and then the first thing he does, she starts to think, what did I do wrong and what's wrong and, did you know, should I lose weight? Should I change my outfit? Did I say something wrong? Um, I think this, this is such a common thing with women is they blame themselves for everything and I mean especially people who have struggled in relationship and have poor self-worth and it's so important like you said to love your life and to love yourself and to have and to value yourself to be that woman of value who doesn't um, doesn't start panicking and then become the super needy drama woman which turns off a man in, in two seconds definitely yes definitely yeah, and, and what you said about the pre-labeling is also, I've seen this where, you know, you have certain qualities, a man has qualities, and they, it's like the first man they've dated in a long time who seems like he has potential, and they're already planning a future. And they're, you know, thinking about their kids' names if they're younger, and, they're you know, it's just like, um, I don't think so. <laughs> you know, so you do have to pre-qualify him, not pre-label, but pre-qualify and make sure he's Definitely. the right one for you. Yeah, no, did you have definitely. another another um, thing to add to that, the, the differences? Yeah, in reference to the differences, um, a lot of um, men will actually say that women a lot of the times think that they're supposed to be mind readers. That's a big one. And mm-hmm. they're like, 
really we're simple, Cami. We just need to be told what you want because we can't read their minds. I wish we could, but we're not that good. So that's a big one, mind reading. And then uh-huh. uh, on the opposite, a lot of times I'll hear from the woman, you know, he, I can clean the entire house. This is when they're in a relationship. You know, I can clean the entire house and run the kids to school and cook a meal. And I don't expect, like, thank you so much. And they take out the trash and they want a pat on the back. <laughs> and I said, well, number one, men love to please. They definitely love to please, which is great, right? I said, but not only that, you have to think about this. You are, you know, whether it's a girlfriend, your dating situation, or it's their wife, you usually are pretty much the only person that is giving them compliments because their boss at work definitely, you know, a lot of times is not doing it. Hey, you're doing a great job. You know, the guy patting him by the back. Their friends, you know, they go out for a couple of drinks. They're not like, oh, wow, yeah, that sounds really good. You know, that's a really great outfit. <laughs> Women are feeding each other all the time, but uh-huh. men are not. And, you know, so men really do. They want, you know, oh, thank you so much for doing that, honey. And, you know, they want the compliments. That looks great because we are pretty much their only source for compliments and, you know, for affirmation. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a good point. And women do get together. And I love your dress. What a great necklace. Your hair looks great. And men are, like, punching each other in the arm. And, you know, <laughs> it's it's a very different relationship. Um, it is. But what about the fact that they don't get a thank you, um, that the women feel that they're not getting appreciated by the men? What do you recommend in that case? I always talk about the little things, you know, in relationships, just doing little things and appreciating one another, respecting one another. But, you know, just, just the little things mean so much, Sandy. You know, buy her flowers once in a while or put a little post-it, you know, in the mirror, I love you, or you know, prepare their coffee, you know, before they even get out of bed or just the little things. They truly mean so much. It doesn't have to be anything Uh elaborate. These little things keep the relationship going because it's really sad, you know, as years go by. And sometimes people will be living like roommates and you don't, you know, ever want to get to the point where you're just like, where you're roommates. You want to just, you know, just little, do little things to appreciate one another. Uh I agree. Matthew Hussey had a, video last week about micro-attraction, which is basically the same thing. It's about all those little things that mean so much more than the big, giant acts of kindness um, because they all add up and they're more doable. They're more like a daily practice. Yeah. Um, So let's talk about dating after divorce and um, or after a long-term relationship ends. This is a big topic that a lot of people disagree on, but how long do you recommend that people wait to date after something like a a long-term relationship or divorce. Yeah, it's funny you're talking about this because people have all different different opinions for this topic, definitely. Uh I, with this, I mean, after a divorce, you definitely want, I mean, you're going to go through such a transition period. And, of course, you're hurting. And... The biggest thing for people to do is is work on themselves and heal and definitely 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 heal themselves, heal their heart. And I tell people, you know, that getting into a serious relationship, I'd say at least a year, and don't uh-huh. even date anybody that until you know. For a, I'm sorry, these are people that are divorced though. 
a serious mm-hmm. relationship, the same thing, though, heal your heart, you know, be on your own for a while before you just jump into a relationship. But, you know, with a divorce especially, you need to heal. It, there's there's a lot of pain. And whether, you know, you both decided this was a good thing or not, um, or, you know, or the opposite, you really, really just want to heal yourself and be you know, not somebody going into a relationship with a with a whole ton of baggage. You know, not even uh-huh. a carry on. <laughs> try not to. <laughs> right. But seriously, try try to definitely definitely heal your heart. And you know, usually if people, because again, right, if you are in a relationship for years or you're married for years, you're used to being in that relationship. And so when it's scary at first when you're out there, you know, single again. Some after like 20 years. And, you know, a lot of people will have the tendency to just jump into a relationship. And 90% of the time I watch it play out, that relationship that I call it the rebound relationship, it usually never works out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, well, there's, we end up choosing the same partners often with a different face. If you don't do the healing and then you wonder why it keeps happening. And so the healing, the fact that, like, you there are parts of us that get lost in relationships and you need to reclaim them after a long-term relationship ends because I know I was married 23 years. I didn't know who I was anymore. So it's yeah. it's finding out who you were. Sometimes, you know, people choose a whole different way of life. You know, you're, you're moving in a new direction. You, you might move to a new location. You have a new job a new career path, um, you know, people change everything. They change, you know, gender, you know, sexual orientation. I mean, things can really shift <laughs> after a divorce. So figure it out before you start making mistakes on other people. Um, yes. So that's, yeah, great advice. When do you recommend introducing the person you're dating to your children? Because this is something else that a lot of people disagree on. It is. It's it's definitely one. You know, there's some camps that say, you know, right from the start, introduce them to your child because, this, you know, if they don't get along, then, hey, you cut them loose. But I do not agree with that camp. I do not. I really don't think that you should introduce them to your children until this is somebody that you are pretty sure you really feel that, you know, you, you see a, a relationship, probably a serious relationship forming with this person. This is somebody you really want in your life. You feel they're going to be there for, you know, however long, hopefully forever. And then, you know, it gets to the, a, a bit more serious and you introduce them to your children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I that I used to watch friends of mine introducing men so early on and their kids were not they were pretty young and they and this woman thought, "Oh, my kids don't they don't really understand what's going on and you know, and and he's sleeping over, but they think we're we're just buddies." And I'm like, "Your kids are not idiots." You know, they're really <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were probably like maybe 9 and 11. I mean, they were old enough, like pre-adolescent, adolescent, to know. And, yeah, you, you, you're you sending messages. And you also, I, you know, for me, my kids were teenagers when I got divorced, and they were dating, and you're modeling for them. So if you, you know, if you're bringing people in and out and it's like a, a revolving door of people for them to attach to, not attach to, why should they get, you know, get to know these people that you're dating if the, if it's transient. It's it screws them up. I I really believe you got to people have to stop doing that. Um, oh, I agree. Yeah, 
Um, so, hmm, we only have a few minutes left. I'm trying to figure out. Well, what would you like to, to address that we haven't talked about yet? The we one thing probably I would look too much, but <laughs> all this is in the book. Believe me, it's all covered in the book. Pretty much everything. <laughs> Soup to nuts. It's all okay. in there, Sandy. I would one last thing I would definitely love to bring up before we, you know, in the call would be safety and dating. Mm-hmm. Because I hear some things and I'm sure you read it in the book, I hear some things that, you know, scare me that people are doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, people will meet women will meet guys on the net and they will like I'm I've heard like that same day and they'll show up at their door to meet these mm-hmm. men. I'm like, ladies, yep. you don't know them. You know what I mean? You do not know them. I knew of these two gentlemen before they were both pilots years ago. They were living together just temporarily for six months, and they'd meet these girls. They'd laugh about it. They'd meet these women, and these women would just show up at their door. Uh, you know, they could have, I hate to say it, but they could have done whatever to them. These women don't know mm-hmm. them, and that, like, scares me, I, especially oh, yeah. with Internet dating. I say, please, woman, I can't stress enough, ladies, please, you know, go, go meet them someplace for the first three dates. And then you want to, you know, have them pick you up, that's fine. But, I mean, you really have to watch it, especially when you're at a bar, too. Don't leave your drink there and then go to the bathroom. (laughs) They can put Uh something in your drink. One of my main specialties is trauma, and I've heard the worst of the worst. And, you know, just don't leave your drink there, even at the dinner table. I know I'm sounding paranoid, but believe me, I have the stories to back it. And and people really, really have to watch out, you know? Uh Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. I I see people getting in people's cars on a first date, um, you know, giving their their address out, even giving your phone number. I I recommend and actually, it's if if people are watching this on the internet and can see the the slideshow of of the show, I have something called Hushed. Um, that's what I use, and it's a it's a private protected line that cannot be traced, and that's the number I give out. Um, You can also use Google Voice, but don't give out your private phone number. It can be traced to your address. It can be traced to your last name. And before you're ready to give out any any information, please protect yourself. Also on Facebook, a lot of people put their phone numbers um, connected to their Facebook account. So if you give somebody your phone number and they just put it into the Facebook search bar, they'll find your whole account. They'll find out everything about you. Um, so you, you can't be safe enough, you know. Not don't walk around feeling like you can't trust anybody, but take take these precautions to keep yourself safe. Uh, wow. So thank you, Cami. Um, this has been a wonderful a wonderful show with great information about how to be drama free in dating. Uh, and tell people how they can find you and and get a hold of your book. Wonderful. They can find me at either dearladylove.com or a step toward with an OS, T O W A R D, <laughs> change, oh. change.com. Or either that or the book is on Amazon, it's on Barnes and Noble, and all other retail stores online. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, and good luck with your book. And thank you for doing this work out in the world and helping people to date with less drama and find love. Thank you so much, Sandy. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. My pleasure. And thanks, everyone, for joining us today. And I hope you go on your last first date very soon. Have a great day.